Chapter Eleven of the Adventures of Tommy Post Office: The True Story of a Cat by Gabriel E. Jackson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Michael Fascio. Tommy Post Office and Oni say farewell. Have you heard enough about Tommy Post Office, or do you want to hear about his acquaintance with Oni, the post office dog? But this must be positively his last appearance upon these pages. Not that Tommy is too old or has grown uninteresting. No, indeed. He still lives and flourishes in the Hartford Post Office, but I have come to the end of my story about him. His friend, Mr. Weston, is as proud of him as ever. Barbara, although quite a young lady now, often visits him, and Mrs. Weston does not forget to take him a dainty when she has occasion to go into the post office. The boys still pet him, and put him through his paces. He still hobnobs with his friend, the engineer, and the porter attends daily to his meals. So you see that he is a truly true cat, and if you entertain the least doubt of it, go straight to the Hartford Post Office and ask to see him. When I last visited him, he was perched upon Mr. Weston's desk, and although he is certainly the oddest appearing cat one ever set one's eyes upon, with his docked tail and ears rounded off as smoothly as though they had been trimmed with a pair of scissors, he really looked as wise as an owl, and did the honors of the office with the greatest importance. But now to the story of Tommy and Oni, sometimes called Oni of the mailbags, sometimes Oni, the post office dog, and again Oni, the traveler. In the course of his wonderful journeyings, this dog Oni visited the Hartford post office, collar, harness, medals, and all. He appeared one morning arrayed like Solomon in all his glory for his broad brass collar gleamed, his curious harness shone, and the medals with which it was fairly weighted down. To testify to his journeyings throughout the world, jingled right merrily with every step he took. Now I am sure that none of you have forgotten Tommy's early aversion to dogs, and his experience with the terrier was still fresh in his memory. So when Oni appeared it was not surprising that Tommy felt it his duty to discipline him, and let him understand it once and for all time that, while he might be, and no doubt was, a dog of vast importance the world over, there was one place upon this big globe where he was by no means the biggest toad in the puddle, and that was the Hartford Post Office, where Tommy Post Office reigned supreme. Oni, as usual, arrived upon one of the mailbags, and, ever confident of a warm welcome from anyone connected with the post office, whether in his own United States or in foreign lands, no matter how remote, he jumped down from the wagon and trotted into the office, wagging his tail and jingling his medals as chummily as you please. He went from one clerk to another, and from one department to another, greeting and greeted by all. At length he made his way into Mr. Weston's office, and Tommy was in there too. Tommy was hidden from sight behind a letter-case, but he instantly smelt dog, and out he flew with his war-paint on. He danced along sidewise, very like a crab, hair bristling, eyes gleaming, and his stump of a tail rampant. Truly he was a sight to daunt the bravest dog, and so sure did he feel that this particular one would quail before his onset, that he was actually brought to a standstill with surprise, when Oni, with a friendly bark, jumped toward him all ready for a frolic. Oni had gone through life making friends at every turn, 
and felt so sure of a cordial greeting from everybody and everything that he did not know what to make of Tommy's belligerent attitude towards him. He had romped with American cats, Japanese cats, Chinese cats, Turkish cats, Russian cats, German cats, Dutch cats, French cats, English cats, and Irish cats, and saw no reason why this freak Yankee cat should wish to scratch his eyes out. Whether it was the bark, the jump, or the jingle of the medals, no one tried to guess. But for the first and last time on record, Tommy was thoroughly frightened and routed. With one wild yowl he fled, Oni hard after him, harness and all. Tommy's haven of refuge was invariably his box beneath Mr. Weston's desk. So for it he pelted, and once he had gained it, there he stood, growling and glaring at the funny little dog, who looked at him with a laugh in his intelligent eyes, as though he enjoyed the joke. Hello, Tommy Post Office routed by Oni, the United States mail dog, cried Mr. Weston, laughing, and Oni promptly trotted up to him and presented arms, that is, he wagged his tail, squatted upon his haunches, and lifted a paw to shake hands. That paw had been shaken by many a postal official of both high and low degree, and Oni was a wise dog. "'How are you, old man?' asked Mr. Weston, stooping down to take the scraggy little paw in his hand. "'Glad to see you. Travelled far? Come up here and talk to a chum.' He lifted the dog to his knees, where he petted and talked to him, and examined his wonderful medals. Presently he peeped down under his desk, where Tommy was still bridling. Then his merry laugh again rang through the office. "'Tommy, if you know what you're about, you will come out and do the honors to this distinguished gentleman who has condescended to visit you. You don't appreciate your privileges. I tell you, Tommy, it isn't every post-office cat who can boast of having entertained Oni. Come out, I say, and do the hospitable act. Come on, now, and no nonsense.' Reaching down, he lifted the cat from his box and placed him upon the desk. Now it is impossible to tell whether Tommy understood the words. The boys declared he understood every word spoken to him, but then the boys were inclined to be partial, since Tommy founded their fund. Or whether the tone conveyed to him the impression that obedience would be to his advantage. He, in common with all other animals that came under Robert Weston's care and rule, both loved and obeyed. Just why they did so, Mr. Weston's friends found it difficult to understand but that did not alter the fact. Horses, dogs, cats, and more than once wild animals, that he had managed while still a lad to capture and tame, loved and obeyed him. To this day his friends tell an amusing story of a very youthful escapade with one of his father's fractious horses, an animal which even the bravest man approached with caution. Little Bob chose a novel way to bring him to terms. He was too young to walk at the time, so he crept into the horse's stall upon all fours. Possibly he decided that this mode of navigation would bring him in closer sympathy with a creature which traveled upon four feet. At all events, that was how he got there, and when two hours later he was missed, and a search instituted, they found the intrepid horse-trainer seated between the horse's hind legs, playing peep through the long sweeping tail, and the animal regarding him benignly. That horse was given to little Bob then and there, and they literally grew up together, for the horse was a mere colt at the time. 
stories are still told of the pranks they cut during the ensuing fifteen years. But this is a long way from Tommy and Oni. The dog eyed the cat, and the cat eyed the dog. Then a truce was declared. Tommy jumped to Mr. Weston's shoulder. His expression softened as he gravely accepted the honors which had been thrust upon him. Good-natured Oni wagged his tail and smiled a dog smile, which said, as plainly as words could have done, Oh, it's all in the day's work. Before an hour passed, Mr. Weston telephoned to his home for Mrs. Weston, and Barbara to come to the office. For Oni was a character well worth going a long distance to see. Moreover, although in Hartford today, with forty-eight hours he might be found in Chicago, and at the end of the week in San Francisco. Barbara and Mrs. Weston tarried only long enough to put up a little feast for the distinguished post office guest, and then hurried downtown. It was Barbara who placed the dish upon the floor for Oni and Tommy, for she was resolved that Tommy should do the honors in true Abyssinian style, and partake from the same dish with the guest. Fancy Tommy partaking of food from the same dish with a dog. Nevertheless it came to pass, and as we bid them farewell, we see Tommy and Oni actually cheek by jowl. Tommy the dog-hater. One plate of tender liver served for both. One bowl of milk was quite large enough for the black and white nose and the gray scraggy one. Tommy Post Office, the pet of Hartford, and Oni, the pet of every post office in the world. The End End of Chapter 11 Recording by Michael Fascio End of The Adventures of Tommy Post Office, The True Story of a Cat by Gabriel E. Jackson.